Wow, a hundred podcast episodes. You guys, this is just so crazy to be here and looking back through all of these episodes that we've done that have just documented our lives over the last two years and just seeing how much we've grown makes me excited for the next two years and Lord willing, just the growth that's going to happen. And I just think it's such a blessing to have been able to share and learn in this public way with you guys. And so I just want to take this moment to thank you so much for being here and being a part of our growth and our maturing and in our seeking the scripture and in our desiring to learn more about what God's calling us to, because really this podcast every week has served as a motivator for us to come up with something to talk about and something to study. And so I just really want to thank you guys for being that motivator for us, because I do think that this podcast has really encouraged our lives more than I even realized until I looked back. Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. Man, I feel like we should have some confetti or like some (laughs) celebration music going right now because I feel like 100 episodes, to me, that feels like a cool accomplishment. It is. It's a huge accomplishment, especially for two people that didn't really stick with much of anything for a while. That's a good point. I would say that this podcast has become, yeah, it's one of the few projects that you and I have really stuck out. Here's some theme music. Whoa, whoa, stop. That was not good. Stop going. That was not good. I don't even know what that is. Just, I was just. It's an ad on my Spotify. Oh, (laughs) man, I thought we paid for premium. What the heck? (laughs) It's called Joe the Robot. Um, Okay, well, remember to update our payment for Spotify premium. So I don't want to hear that again. (laughs) Folks, thank you so much for... um, being a part of this podcast, as Katie mentioned in the introduction, I think we have benefited from this podcast more than any of you listeners because it has served as accountability and motivation to weekly seek the Lord, to dive into his word, to connect with each other. Katie and I are really, you know, encouraged to connect with each other before we record this podcast and to kind of take the temperature of our family and of our marriage. And so I think it's served as a tremendous blessing over the last two years because, you know, it's, it's a, this is the hundredth episode, but it's almost exactly two years ago that we started this podcast. And I'm so grateful. There's been so many ups and downs over the last two years in our marriage, in our family in general, in our faiths, you know, in our walk with the Lord, in our Christian walk. And uh, you guys have, you've, you've all been along for the journey, you know, some of you since the very beginning. 
And, uh, and so I'm just really grateful that you, that you're listening, that you, by you listening, that encouraged Katie and I to continue growing. So thank you so much. Yeah. It's funny looking back and seeing how many of these episodes Elisha and I would have to get right with each other before we could record. Hmm. And anytime we have recorded, we have been on the same page Mm -hmm. because we legit cannot force it out just you know, hating each other's guts or like having an issue with the other person. And so some nights we would start the podcast like at 10 at night. Right. And we put the kids to bed at seven, but we just could not record until we'd figured out stuff between us. Right. Yeah. And so it's just kind of crazy. I do think like some episodes I felt like were direct spiritual attacks because mm. it'd be like the most ridiculous thing would come up and just throw us for a loop on mm. those days, especially for like a couple of months straight. It mm-hmm. was like we'd have great weeks, but then right before the podcast, something would always come up between us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there's definitely a handful of episodes that we've started and then had to stop maybe 10 or 15 minutes in, into recording because Katie is maybe saying something that's really offending me or I'm saying something that's really <laughs> ticking Katie off and we'll have to stop and kind of resolve that in the middle of the episode and then maybe we'll just cancel the topic altogether and change change topics. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, like you said, Katie, it's served as a great refining uh, tool for our marriage. And it's crazy to look back. It seems like a lifetime ago. It's only been two years, but we had two children at the time, and we were recording in Bend, Oregon, mm. at our little kitchen table that at the time only had one chair for Elisha and one chair for me. Yeah, you're right. And now we have three kids sitting at our table with yeah. us. And I guess it's just funny to think of our mindsets and stuff at the time, because mm. at our church, quite a few other people had started podcasts we knew it was on our bucket list of things mm-hmm. that we wanted to do because both Elisha and I like to talk and <laughs> we're like, we could do that. Yeah. But it, they were quite a bit older than us and they had like distinct ministries hmm. and distinct voices. Right. They had reasons they were credible. A lot of them were speakers or authors already. Mm-hmm. And Elisha and I were kind of like, okay, Like, we don't want to be like a comedy podcast or something, but how on earth are we going to speak to life? Right. Yeah, that was that was the question I think we kept asking each other prior to starting a podcast. And I think that when we finally just started, because Katie and I are advocates of the mantra, just start, you know, like you just got to start and pick up the pieces later and clean up the mess later. And that was certainly the case with the podcast is, is we're like, okay, we just have to start. I don't think we'll ever feel qualified to do this or feel enough, maybe like clear direction in a certain area to do this. So let's just start. We know what we're excited about now, and that's growing in our faith, growing in our marriage, growing in our child training as a family. We were trying to grow our businesses at that time. And we were trying to stay healthy, you know, physically. And we were like, okay, we can just speak to these five things, not from a place of authority, but just from a place of being in the midst of the journey. Yeah, we actually went and approached my dad. And we're like, hey, will you partner with a podcast? Do you remember that? Yeah, I will do. you do a, like a partnership podcast with us? Because we just didn't feel like we could do it on our own. Right. And then, I mean, that would have been really cool to do it with daddy. Of course. He still, we still want him to do his own podcast. But then what was the other thing that, oh, like we recorded our podcast intro like 17, we 
rewrote it like 17 different times mm-hmm. because I mean, that's why there's not a new one guys after like two years, yeah. <laughs> it's like we nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just trying to think up different reasons why anyone would want to listen to us. Yeah. Anyway. So it's just been really cool to see how it's grown and just like our comfortability of being able to talk to you guys mm-hmm. and just, we've talked about so many things that I never thought we would feel comfortable to share. Mm-hmm. And that's just because of the graciousness that you guys have received everything we're doing. And as we're learning in real time, yeah. I guess you've just been really gracious to us because we don't have a list of credentials. We are young. We aren't these like credible resources, mm-hmm. but I love that you guys have been so willing to make this a fun space that we can all learn together. So anyways, I just really appreciate that because you guys have defined how comfortable we are on the podcast and like our direction for the podcast. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting just the different forms of, I guess, inspiration, the the way I find inspiration. And I think that sometimes being, uh, you know, a novice or just a layman, so to speak, when it comes to our spiritual journey can oftentimes be an encouragement to people. And I think it's an encouragement to me when I see people that aren't professionally trained in the word, taking the word seriously. And I'm not professionally trained in studying the word, but I take it seriously. And I hope that that just encourages, um, other men in their homes to take the word seriously. You know, I heard a pastor say that, you know, the biggest attack on churches right now is that if you're a young man that has a great desire to learn God's word, people tell you that you need to go be a pastor. And that man, the point that he was making was no, every Christian man needs to have a great desire to learn the word. And so if you've got a great desire to learn the word and to study it, that's what you should, that desire should be there. Whether you're a doctor, an engineer, you know, a blue collar worker, whatever it is, if you're a Christian man, the desire to study God's word should be there. That's encouraging. And obviously that applies for women as well. I do think though that we as women typically are more drawn to studying the word maybe not at like a super deep level mm. but we crave that relationship with jesus mm. i think just more naturally mm-hmm. so we tend to find that expression more easily than mm. maybe a man would yeah so what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of reference some old episodes and talk about where we were during those mindsets, where we, what our mindsets were during those episodes and in that season and kind of talk about the evolution of the podcast and how it's definitely reflected just the evolution of our life, uh, naturally. And, uh, and we're going to pull out some points from it. Okay. So why don't you go first? Because this was kind of your idea. Sure. So I want to see what you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny just in, in reflecting on past episodes, uh, it, it was really apparent to me that we had a strong emphasis on practicality. And I would say the first, the very strongly in the first half, but it kind of carried over into like the first 60 or 70 episodes. And you kind of saw a shift around 50, 60, 70 episodes, us getting more spiritually minded in our life. And, and so I'm going to kind of talk through why I think that was and how, you know, being practical has its benefits instead. In fact, I wrote one of my points was, cause I actually wrote some points down wow. is, is practicality has a payoff. And I do think that, you know, there is cause and effect in so many things we do in our life. And even though I do think that we need to be spiritually minded, 
and we need to have our hope and identity in who the Lord has called us to be, we're still in these physical bodies and there are physical real life ramifications as a response to our actions. And early on in our podcast, it's funny looking back because we were, of course, newly married. We had very young children. We were expecting our third child. We we weren't in the best financial situation. You know, it, there was oftentimes a little bit too much month at the end of the money, and we were feeling the 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 strain of that of finances. And as a result, we had an emphasis on getting out of that practical hole. You know, of, of finance finances was a pain at like that point. Practically getting out of that hole. Yeah, practically getting out of that hole, and so we had a lot of practical habits set up in our life that were very business centered, finance centered disciplines around budgeting and growing our businesses. And that had us in a very like practical headspace, listening to a lot of business leaders, thought leaders, self-help professionals. And I think that that was so crucial to, it's not like we're, you know, we're sitting here as billionaires. Now we're here as testimonies of the self-help industry. No, but we've, we've grown in that area of our life over the last two years. And I'm extremely grateful for that. Yes. The Lord has abundantly blessed. He's really blessed us. And I do think that that is a, a practical payoff of, or it's a payoff of practicality is that you just, you, it's just crazy how in this, in this life, it's not always how it works, but you do reap what you sow. And I think that, that I'm, I see that when I look back at those past episodes where our focus was and, and what's resulted from it. Yeah. Well, you always say, is this a quote from someone? Cause you always say it money's the problem till it's not. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I kind of like had a very, uh, because it's like people talk about money won't make you happy. And it's like, yeah, that's not true. And then people will be like, well, money's not the problem. And Sometimes I'm like, well, unless it is, so it's like money's not the problem unless it is the problem. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I think that early on, you know, in our marriage, money was the problem. Sometimes, uh, it was at the heart of a lot of our marital, you know, conflict and a lot of stress in our home and decision making. And um, and I think that's probably pretty common. Like yeah. money's money's a problem when it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, it, like something like Elisha buying a coffee was a really big deal, and that yeah. could result in a marriage argument, right. um, or me, you know, getting something. So, I think that you're right. That was like a heavy part of our focus, and I think honestly, it's still we still have all those practical things. We just have been freed up to pursue other things yes and that's been a huge blessing because obviously you need to keep doing the practical daily steps that got you to where you are practically yes you stop doing what got you there and you're no longer there yeah and that is a real necessity of providing as a man you know the i think is what is it what is it first timothy or Whatever You're the, the one who that, always knows this verse. I didn't I even know. know it was in the Bible. Yeah, you I got do. Married it's a famous one that he provide. He that provideth not for his own is worse than an infidel or an unbeliever, and has denied the faith or something like that. You know, and so it's like providing as a man. I think it's a big deal. It's on our hearts for sure, and so it's a necessity. It's something that we have to constantly think about, whether or not we want to think about it. It it puts it 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 puts it right in front of us. You know, it puts itself right in front of us because we've got wife, children, bills, mortgage, all those things. We've got, we've got the expenses that don't go away. Yeah. It's funny though. Cause when I was looking through these episodes and episode 12 stood out to me where we talked about having a low drag, high impact life. Mm. And I thought, 
I need to go back and listen to that. Yeah. Like I need to touch back into those that season mm. because it's really easy when you do start becoming more affluent or whatever it is where that pain point decreases financially, mm. it's really easy to start living a very high drag yes. life. And you're just so invested in taking care of all the drag, your impact actually really minimizes wow. where you initially thought, well, maybe if I have all these things, right. then I will have a greater impact yes. in my community or in my family or whatever it is. But I feel like in a lot of ways, I have probably got a little too high on the drag and mm. low on the impact. That's good. Just hearing the title of that episode reminds me of that mindset. And that's so good, Katie, because it's crazy how that, the, the, the opportunities and the, yeah, I guess the opportunities that this world throws at you they have the propensity to really drag you down if you're not wise. People say, you know, say no to good and yes to the best. And I think that that is an important factor in so many different areas of life. You know, when it comes to business, when it comes to decisions for your family, if you just say yes to something because it's good, then all of a sudden you're drugged down and you're weighed down by a plethora of good things and you missed out on what's best. <laughs> Elisha's <laughs> next business venture is going to be motivational speaker. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wrote an episode down that I enjoyed, and that was episode 36. So it's a little later on. And that's how to be your dream home. Oh, Remember yeah, that? that was good. Yeah, because again, we were in the season of renting at an apartment, and Katie and I would, you know, have dream boards and we would drive around looking at houses and I, it's a fun thing to do as a couple, right? I mean, I'm sure most, most young married couples or whatever, whatever age married couples have done that. You go around and you drive around neighborhoods and, and dream about living in a particular home. And I had the realization that we are our home. We are our family, you, me, our children, what we believe, how we conduct ourselves, how we think, how we communicate with one another. That is our home. And I wanted to be our dream home. You know, the four walls or the property or the fixtures inside the house um, could improve in quality, sure. And they could improve in, you know, price. They could increase in price, I should say. Uh, but really, our home is going to be us and who we are as individuals. And so that episode really was from me having that deep desire to grow in who we are as a family and as a home rather than try to save up money to go buy it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like marriage. You know, marriage doesn't take away your problems. You're still the same person within mm. marriage. And it's the same thing with a home. I will say this, moving from the trailer to this house was pretty dramatically awesome. Oh, <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> aside from that, I, although I will... I'll say this too. Sure. I, I'll say lots of things okay. tonight. Yeah, that's right. That's what we signed up for. <laughs> Moving from the apartment that we were in to the trailer, I was just telling Elisha today, I actually feel like we connected a lot more with yeah. who we were as yes. people and our marriage grew. And it was healthier for us in a lot of ways to be in that trailer, even though that was a very difficult time. Mm. I felt like we were more true to who we wanted to be, mm -hmm. like you said, as our dream home mm -hmm. with our value system and where we were putting our time and who we were being as people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so that's, cool. that's another point I wrote down, Katie, because my first point was. <laughs> Elisha so rarely writes down points. He has to say when it's a point. I know. I feel really, I don't know. I'm I just always so write proud points. when I write points down. <laughs> um, 
so like I said, my first point was the payoff of practicality. Uh, but my second point is kind of in line with what you just talked about. And it came at a season um, in our lives where, where, of course, God's timing is always perfect. Um, but that we really had a conviction on where our mindsets were. And we were carnally minded, for lack of a better term. And we know that Romans 8 tells us to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And I think, as I talked about early on in this podcast, we were very practical in our thinking. And I think that you can be practically minded and still be spiritually minded. You know, practicality Mm -hmm. does not equate carnality. But I do think that because we are so focused on practicality, we became spiritually depleted over time. And as a result, we became carnally minded. And the big wake up to this was, you know, when I think COVID-19 hit and a lot of the practical things that we were building and saving for and growing took a little bit of a hit. You know, I lost my job for about a month and a half. So many of the trips we were planning on and the home that we were about to buy, that all fell through. It got canceled. And these were the practical things that we were so excited about. Uh, And they all fell through. And what a blessing that was because it really revealed where we were finding satisfaction and hope. And that was right at the time where we moved into the trailer and we became less comfortable physically. And that made us really start seeking where our hope and our confidence was found. And so my second point is spiritually mindedness is superior or the nice. superiority of spiritual mindedness. And I, I just believe that soul so wholeheartedly. And I'm so grateful. You know, it's easy to say like after you go through maybe a tougher season then you're in a better season to say, oh, I'd, I, you know, I'd give it all up to be close with the Lord. But that's truly what I believe. And I know that's what you believe mm-hmm. too, that closeness and intimacy with the Lord is second to none. You know, Psalms 16 tells us in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And when I think about where my mind was in seeking the pleasures of this world, not in a sinful way, meaning like in an overtly, uh, you know, sinful, grotesque way, but in a very self-seeking way and mm-hmm. selfish, like I said, carnally minded way, which which is sinful, I guess. So it's, you know, more, it wasn't overtly sinful. It was more, more covertly sinful. Um, and, I, and I just think about how ultimately that's what leaves us so dry and bankrupt. And when you're in a world that is so good, you know, things seem stable. It's easy to become carnally minded and our world got shooken up for a bit and it forced us to force us to our knees, so to speak, and to look up. And I am so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that too. And I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I felt like moving out of the town home and into the fifth wheel was just so good for us. Mm -hmm. It was so hard, but it was so good. Mm. And yeah, I just agree. Yeah, and it's interesting to look at how our even episodes changed dramatically since COVID hit. You know, I think that Katie and I had a a, cri- a moment of crisis, like I said, when we realized a lot of the things we were investing into were unstable, which anything that's you're investing into in this world is unstable. You know, that's why we want to put our treasures and put our, set our mind on things above and, and have our treasure in heaven because moth and rust cannot corrupt it there. Yeah, I feel like it was the first time I truly 
felt like I had open hands Mm -hmm. with our finances and with our goals and with our different dreams. And like we've said, you know, the Lord has blessed us during this season. I know a lot of people have been hit really hard Mm -hmm. during this season and people are all just all over the map with how this year has affected them. But it's cool because I feel like although we are in this place of blessing, my hands are genuinely so open Mm -hmm. for whatever the Lord decides to do with that. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I mean, blessings like financial blessings are here today, gone tomorrow. That's right. But I guess I do feel like just to moving into that fifth wheel, there was so much more blessing there than I ever would have anticipated. Mm. And so much growth happened there that I wouldn't give it up. Mm. And for this next season, I guess I'm anticipating at some point the Lord taking things out of our hands. Mm-hmm. And I want the growth in that season. Mm -hmm. Like I truly, I want what he has, even though it might be really hard. And even though I might not enjoy it, Mm. I know it's going to be so much deeper than what I would pursue or choose on my own. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, we're all familiar with, um, well, I say we're all familiar with it and I can't remember the reference, but it's in Romans eight where we're told that God works all things together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose and we always interpret that as, you know, good for us in the temporary season, like good in a way that we can very clearly see it or good in a way that we can really feel it and understand it. Uh, but it doesn't tell, it doesn't say that we'll understand what that good is or that we'll even feel good in the midst of it. It's just telling us that he does work it out for, for, for the good of those that love him. And I think that it's such a blessing to, to, tr- to be given an opportunity to trust the Lord in a hard season. When times are good, you think you're trusting the Lord, but you're really just grateful for the gifts a lot of times. I'm not saying that's always the case, but a lot of times well, it is. it's easy. It's yeah. You, you just, you're like, oh, yeah, I trust the Lord. Look at all this awesome life I have to live. Um, but that it's easy to trust him, so to speak, in those situations. Uh, and so to be given the opportunity to trust him in the midst of a trial, and again, Katie and I have had just such minimal trials compared to so many people so many so many people, people. yeah we've had a very good life um but i think of james that says count it all joy when you inver- when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience but let patience have its per- perfect work and and then from there it says you, from patience you get um what does it go it goes patience and then it ends in faith you know you get more love and faith in the end and i love that it's telling us trials are good for your faith and your faith is the most precious thing that you have. And so to be given an opportunity to grow that most precious thing in your life should cause you to rejoice. And maybe you don't rejoice in the midst of it, but certainly you'll be able to rejoice at some point because of it. Yeah. Something that stuck out to me were all the episodes that we've done on marriage Mm. over the last two years. Um, Episode 11, Should Marriage Make Us Happy or Holy? Um, Episode 14, where we were introduced to his needs and her needs for the first time, which we've come back to a lot over the last two years. Uh, Episode 22, Staying Unified While Making Big Decisions. Mm. Episode 46, When Your Sex Life is Boring, Pornography and Pain After Pregnancy. Or 55, when your marriage is blah, getting the spark back. (laughs) Episode 67, when your spouse seems more like an adversary than an ally. Mm. I just think it's so cool to see the Lord's faithfulness through all these things. Mm -hmm. And 
like we've had some really dark, hard nights Mm -hmm. and we've had some really incredible blessings in our marriage Mm -hmm. and just seeing how the Lord works through all of those different seasons Mm -hmm. and all of my ups and downs and all of your ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm just so thankful to you, Elisha, for your faithfulness to me Mm -hmm. and for just the way that um, you've never like thrown in the towel on Mm. our marriage over the last two years, but it's always been a work in progress Mm -hmm. and just how grateful for where we are today. And again, the maturing that's happened and, and just the dedication to continuing Mm. with the process. It's just, it's a blessing when I think of, you know, all the conversations we've had and all the disagreements we've had and all the blessings that have come in our marriage. Oh, I mean, I could, well, first off, thank you, KD. And I mean, and you're welcome, I guess, too. You know, you said thank you, so so you're (laughs) welcome. But first, you know, thank you for your long suffering and your faithful love to me, you know, your unending love and and constant forgiveness and grace that you've shown towards me. Um, You know, marriage, it's, there are very few commitments in this life that you get to, that are true commitments, I should say. Um, and marriage is one of those, you know, marriage, it's a covenantal commitment towards another person. And we might say, oh, I'm committed to this job, but in reality, you'll probably, you'll move on from the job if circumstances get too difficult or if the, if a better circumstance arise, rises, and maybe you're committed to, you know, even a community or a of town. Ultimately I'm committed to the Lord and I'm committed to my wife that when it comes down to it, that's, that's where my commitments lie. And I'm saying that to say that commitments are good. I'm not saying, you know, don't be committed to your job or to your church or to, you know, your country. I'm not, I'm not saying any of those things. What I'm saying is that because of the severe commitment that marriage is, you're able to track back and see growth. And when you truly are committed to something, that's when you see, you're able to measure backwards, look at the faithfulness of the Lord over an amount of time and see his work and his growth. If you're not fully committed, then you just, you just get out when it's difficult or, or when it's convenient to get out and you don't get to see the Lord work through that. And it's so cool that marriage is one of those things that God ordained to be a lifelong commitment between a man and a woman. And he can just show his faithfulness time and time again throughout the course of that marriage and of that lifetime. And so it's just a privilege to be, to be in a marriage and more importantly, to be married to you. Um, yeah. Marriage truly is like my favorite thing mm. in this life, being married to Elisha. And so I guess I, it's encouraging to look back and see those downs Mm. I think and know the ups were there Mm -hmm. um because I'm just so grateful for where we're at today Mm -hmm. and I think it gives me so much confidence going forward that whatever we go through or that I guess our marriage is just capable of going through so much and Mm. we're capable of having moments where you just don't know how you're going to get through it right. and the Lord leads you through it. Right. And regardless of how big those things are in the future, I'm just so like we have two more years under our belt than when mm-hmm. we started, which right. isn't a long time, but a lot can happen in that amount of time. Right. And it just builds so much confidence. Yes, I agree. And I think about how even our vision has shifted in our marriage and around our family in general regarding what we want to be about 
and what we want to stand on and be known for and, you know, what hills, so to speak, we're willing to die on. Uh, and I think that that's been very refined over the last few months, you know, a result as a result of COVID and then so much of the political unrest of the last year, mm-hmm. I think it's really shown Katie and I clearly that, oh man, the world is opposed to God and there for a while it kind of seemed like we could have both we could have the praise of man and we thought we could have the praise of god both you know and that's deep down maybe that was a desire of my heart is to say man i want to have the accolades of man and also be able to have god say well done my good and faithful servant you know when i finish the race and i'm reminded that again you know james tells us friendship with the world is enmity with god and man's ways are not god's ways and God's ways are not man's ways. And I think that this last year has made that so abundantly clear that to live as a Christian is to live opposed to the way of the world and the way of secular humanity. And that's given us confidence in our faith and in our marriage that we're in that together. So overall, it's just really fun to have this track record to look back and ultimately see God's faithfulness in our lives in every way. And yeah, it's just cool. It's it's fun to watch yourself grow up mm-hmm. in this in this way and it just gives so much more confidence and excitement for the future, I think, mm. at least for me. Yes. Uh to just see that little things that we learned a long time ago we're still applying and then seeing how the Lord shifted our hearts away from certain things mm-hmm. and given us a more eternal perspective. And I'm just excited for for where the Lord leads and what's this, what that's going to look like. Yeah, it does get me excited as well, Katie, because this podcast has served as somewhat of like a journal or a diary uh, where we're able to, you know, track what's transpired over the last couple of years. And I just would encourage anybody to have some form of documentation on their life, whether that's journaling, you know, we do, we did vlogs for a while. That's such a fun way to document your life, Those you know, are do fun. a podcast, wh- whatever it is, because in the midst, you don't, oftentimes when, when you're in the middle of a season, you just really don't get to see what the Lord's doing. And then it takes sometimes a chunk of time to be removed from that season, to be able to look back and say, oh my, oh my goodness, look what the Lord did because of that season. You know, this is where we're at. And, and, uh, it's just a great way to, to just have an opportunity to see the faithfulness of God. And, and I, I just love that we're able to do that when looking back through this podcast and, it's just a great thing to do as a Christian, whether you're journaling, whether whatever it is, to yeah, be able to see the faithfulness say, of the God. Yeah, I was going to say, the podcast you have to be pretty darn committed to, because Elijah <laughs> spends a lot of hours on this, <laughs> but it has, an, it has been a fun hobby for us, and we want to thank you guys all yes. for being here. It has been so, it's been such a sweet, fun experience for Katie and I, so thank you all, and uh, I think 2021, we're excited about the podcast. I mean, we still got a couple episodes left in 2020, but... I think I'm saying the next hundred episodes, I think are just going to, there's going to be even better. (laughs) We might even change our intro. I don't know about that. It's a pretty big claim folks. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed kind of going down a walk, going on a walk down, going down the walk of memories to the lane with Katie and I. And, uh, I hope, uh, that you guys are happy people. Okay, Elisha Peter, (laughs) what are you doing? I was trying to sign off. Okay, bye you guys. Farewell.